Welcome to the Occasional Adult Podcast, where we have candid conversations about all the challenges we face as we attempt adulthood and how we're only good at being adults occasionally. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm your host, Jamee. And being young-ish adults ourselves, we'll share experiences that you'll probably relate to and hopefully learn from. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's get into this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Occasional Adult Podcast. So if you listened to our last episode, you know that we are somewhere somewhere in the middle of our season. So we figured (laughs) that it would be helpful if we've covered, you know, recapped what we've gone through so far. So the shit that they should have told you when you were, I guess, trying to be somewhat of an adult. Number Mm -hmm. one, MIPS, which stands for mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. That's all about y'all self-care. Take care of yourself, folks. Number two, 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 two. <laughs> imposter syndrome. They should have told you imposter syndrome is real and it will kick your ass. Number Absolutely. three, <laughs> oh, girl. Oh, so we're not going to recap or dive back down into that, Mm-mm. but just know it's real. <laughs> Go back to episode number three to listen okay. to that. Because that was a uh, dark hole. <laughs> number three on our list, which would be episode number four, if you're trying to figure out which ones to listen to, is knowing that it is important to shift your mindset. If you find new ways to look at things, adulting doesn't be, I want to say it doesn't become hard, but it becomes less hard, seemingly less hard. You get the point. <laughs> And then last but not least, our most recent episode was about letting go of grudges. Woof. Letting go of anything that's yeah. negative. Yeah. <laughs> that's holding you back. Yeah, we we really unpacked that on several different levels. So mm-hmm. if you got some energy you need to get rid of, go back and listen to that one. <laughs> and then without further ado... Today's topic is is that it's okay to ask for help. Hmm. We had to Not let that the one marinate. deep, heavy Negro spiritual sigh. Oh God, yeah, this is the one that I put on the list, and it makes me cringe. So I had to had to exhale, just like I just told you to let go of that negative energy. That's what I was doing in that moment. <laughs> So, Tony, give us the rundown of the symptoms, I guess, what to look for, who this episode might be for. Okay. (laughs) So, I want to start off this conversation by referring to an Instagram post, actually. So, one of my faves on Instagram, her name is Nidra Tawab. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I may be butchering it. If I am, I am so sorry. But she is amazing. She's a therapist, a New York Times bestselling author. um, And I think she specializes in um, healthy relationships and setting boundaries and things like that. Mm. So she's just always posting the most amazing, helpful, insightful gems on Instagram. And most of the time, she's also reading me for filth. (laughs) So I came across this one post on her page 
And it was called, I remember when I used to feel uncomfortable asking for help, I would. And then it lists, you know, all the things that made her uncomfortable asking for help. And I was like, wow, I need to bring this to the podcast because Mm -hmm. this list that she has is exactly why you should be asking for help. So I just wanted to read through that list. So when you used to feel uncomfortable asking for help, I would complain about doing everything myself. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we stop there? I don't want to <laughs> continue. This. I know you're trying to learn us something today and you came researched and ready with the receipts in the backgrounds, but okay. Okay. This is for the people. This has nothing to do with me. Continue, Tony. Yes. Unfortunately, we still have to give the people this good grocery. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, resent people who appear to have more supports. Mm. Mm. That's that, that comparison thing. I can't wait till we have that episode. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Y'all better stop with the comparison. Okay. Decline other people's offers to help. <laughs> now, why would you do that? Religiously. <laughs> You know you need it. You know you need the help. So why decline it? Look, you reading these is already hard. Please don't put it on more. <laughs> Listen, it's not just you. I've gone through these things too. So <laughs> as I'm reading you, as I'm reading the audience, I'm also reading myself. Okay, we all get in drags collectively. Right. Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> okay. What else you got to hear? Uh, keep my needs to myself. Yes. that mm. I'm very guilty of that. And we're definitely going to get into why. Um, Pretend to do everything well on my own. Am I pretending? I don't know. I feel like I do everything well. (laughs) Narcissistic tendencies showing. (laughs) And that right there is the problem. (laughs) Um, Burnout, trying to meet all of my needs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? I saw something the other day. I don't know if it was a tweet or something, but they were referencing somebody else who was like an expert of knowing about burnouts and shit, saying Mm -hmm. that it takes two to three years to recover from burnouts. And I was like, that explains a lot. That explains a whole lot. Yes. If you are suffering from burnout, shameless plug, good friend of mine, Angela Perot, she has a a betterment coaching business, which is all about burnout. So check her out. <laughs> um, let's see. What else you got to hear? Oh, assume others couldn't or wouldn't help. Yeah. You know what happens when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Mm. I was going to say that goes into trust. Like we talked about on the previous episodes, relying on other people. Oof. That just made me think of that um, that old YouTube video. The I forgot the name of the guy, but asking all the questions, asking all the questions. Why are you asking all the questions, making statements? Assume it. Assume it. <laughs> okay, let me get back to this. Okay, this is the last one. I remember when I used to feel uncomfortable asking for help, I would convince myself I didn't need anyone to help me. I need you to stop telling yourself that lie Mm. because you absolutely need people to help you. We all do. We cannot Mm. go through this thing called life alone. 
It's really interesting how all of these kind of lead into one another <laughs> as yeah. well, especially that burnout one. <laughs> Trying to pretend to do everything well on my own leads to burnouts. Convincing myself that I don't need anyone to help me leads to burnout. So you get the point. I'm not going to go back through the whole list to say that it leads to burnout. Just know that that's what the result is. <laughs> yes. So if you enjoy getting dragged on Instagram, I highly suggest that you go and follow Nidra. Um, but yeah, she is amazing. Every like she's she's just so amazing. So let's go ahead and get into some more stuff regarding asking for help. So we're going to talk yeah. about why we as adults don't like asking for help or why we struggle with asking for help. Mm -hmm. Even though we just read through all of them things, you know, why do we put ourselves through these things? <laughs> right. So one of the first reasons that we have identified in our own lives of why we put ourselves through this crap is that we were raised to be independent. You know, independent Black woman don't need no man. Mm, hair flip. <laughs> uh, it can be detrimental. P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? I don't own she got her own Look. car. Look. Uh, Okay, anyway. Okay, anyway, I don't know why this has become such a musical episode and we're only like nine minutes in. Um, stay tuned for the soundtrack. <laughs> but being raised independent for me has gotten me to a point where if I ask for help, number one, I think I'm a burden. And then number two, I know I mentioned this in a, probably in another episode, but I have tied my worth to the ability of the quality of, of help that I can provide someone else. So if I'm putting myself in a position where I need help, then I'm inconveniencing someone else which reduces, I guess, my value, which is not true, you guys, but working through that in therapy, go to therapy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So for you, do you see it as a weakness when you do need help because of your independence and everything? Because that's, that's a thing for a lot of people who, I know. you know, who want to be independent or who were raised to be independent. We have all this mm -hmm. pride in being self-reliant. So when we're not able to do that, see it as weakness. Pride is definitely a key word there. I am, I'd say I'd like to think that I am not that far along. I don't, it doesn't pain me to ask for help. It's more so, I guess, me being accommodating and not want to get in somebody else's way. So I don't mm -hmm. feel like it's a indication of weakness per se, but it's more so I care about this person and now I'm taking them away from what their roles and responsibilities are on a regular basis to help me. So, cause if like, I know how busy I am and I'm asking for help, I'm just assuming you're that busy as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. So who am I to come into your life, make you put it on pause to come help me because my life is in shambles. That's fair. That's fair. I definitely struggle with feeling like I'm a burden as well. And like you, I also see it as my job to help other people and see that as part of my value as well. 
And like I told y'all, I think way back in the first episode, I have the whole strong friend thing going on. Mm. I really hate that term, but there's not, I don't think there's a better word to describe what the strong friend is other than strong friend. Mm -hmm. But that's why I call it strong friend syndrome because nobody should have to be the strong friend. Everybody should just be a friend. And I hate the mm-hmm. phrase, check on your strong friends. You should, be, you should just be checking on your friends. Period. Yes, period, yes. in general. Okay, hold on, Tony. Because I know there's some people listening, not pointing no fingers, but we're looking at you that didn't listen to the first episode or maybe some of the other ones. Can you define what the strong, strong friend syndrome is? Yes, I was about to get into that. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Nope, you fine. Um, so as I was saying earlier, uh, the strong friend is one of your main friends that is always there to offer you help and be there for you. They're the person that's always offering advice and comfort and support. Like that's the person that you go to when you're in need. And the strong friend is rarely talking about themselves and what they have mm-hmm. going on. They rarely have their moments of vulnerability or expressing their emotions and being sad and stuff like that. Because we mm-hmm. always have to be, we have to be that rock for somebody else. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily get the chance to lean on others. So it causes a lot of problems when it comes to asking for help and feeling a level of comfort or safety being able to do that. Mm-hmm. So please, PSA, stop asking your friends or saying, oh my God, you cry? <laughs> yes. Yes, they cry. <laughs> oh, it girl, is okay you for are them talking, to cry as well. <laughs> you are talking about my life, okay? Because I am not, I guess, the most emotional person. I don't display my emotions a lot. And I have many friends that are very emotional creatures. She's talking about me. <laughs> you are one of them. Yes. I was not specifically talking about you, but sure. <laughs> Narcissistic tendencies. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, your strong friend has emotions too. And they break down just like anybody else because hello, we're all human. Mm, mm. In case you forgot. An epiphany. Hmm. mind-blowing so a lot of times like that those emotions that we don't get to share that vulnerability that we don't get to share it gets bottled up so Mm. when we do break down we break down hard so like when y'all do see me cry and like when y'all do see me enter that emotional state and it gets bad and y'all are like whoa what the hell is happening that is why (laughs) this is not funny But if we had a video podcast, this is where I would imagine we insert that dude crying on an auto-tune where he's like, I just want you to know, I still love you. And the guy's like, (laughs) (laughs) if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go to YouTube right now and look that shit up. It'll make your day. Okay, unpause, keep going, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that with the emotional aspects. And then um, understanding 
dependency, I guess, in our relationships and how that can be one sided. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we experience people always being dependent on us. And when you constantly allow that to happen, it turns into a one sided dependent relationship. So we cannot be dependent on others. Mm-hmm. So, again, we don't have that sense of safety. Ooh, that sounds like a hard not life. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I really fought the urge to start singing there as well, but you're welcome, you guys. I didn't. <laughs> but to follow that up, that sounds a lot like, I guess, our next point on the list as well, that that inability to feel like you can be dependent on others. So... I'm looking at my BIPOC folks, specifically the bees, the Black folk, and specifically within that community, Black men. So there's stigmas where, you know, they're not allowed to cry. They're, they're supposed to be the provider. You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be, I guess, quiet, especially if you're in a corporate setting, you're expected to make yourself small sometimes um, so that you don't get in the way, so that you're not intimidating to other people. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. So the saying that's coming to my mind is we have to work twice as hard to get half as much. So going back to your point about weakness, sometimes when you begin to ask questions or ask for help in a corporate setting or just any setting, honestly, it's like, "Mm, you don't know what you're talking about. I knew it. Mm -hmm. That's because you're Black or whatever the case may be. So just wanted to tell y'all we see you. It's okay to cry. Um, What is that shirt? That, That whole brand? Is it Boys Cry Too? Or Black Men Cry? I don't know. Anyway. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> We're here for you. We're here to support you. If you have questions, please ask them. If you need help, please get it. Seek it out. Therapy is the thing. Um, there's actually another podcast that is specifically geared towards Black men and therapy. Can you give me the name, Tony? Do you know it off the top of your head? Mm, uh, men- Mental matters. Mental matters. Sorry, I had to carve that out for for them. <laughs> no worries. Um, so let's see what else. There's also this fear of rejection that we go through mm. when we want to ask for help, but also don't want to ask for help. Yes, yes. I play out scenarios in my brain all the time. Like, this is how they're going to respond if I ask this way or whatever. It goes into um, those trust issues that we had kind of touched on a little bit earlier, Um, especially with disappointment being a factor. So number Mm -hmm. one, the disappointment of me getting all the courage up to even ask you for help and then mm-hmm. you can't do it. That's a disappointment right there. And then the flip side of that is me getting all the courage up to ask you for help. You quote unquote help me, but I didn't manage my expectations correctly. So it actually didn't help. And now I'm disappointed in that regard as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's not only the fear of rejection and asking for help, but it's also that pride aspect as well. Like 
is your level of competency at the same level of competency that I would use to complete this task? Okay. So. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the trust issues that like you personally have. Oh, good. It is like everything goes back to you trusting in another person's ability to actually do something. Yeah, because I've been let down. I know I keep saying this, but I'm really, I truly am in my personal therapy sessions. It is only about trust. Like I am only working through trust right now. Pride was one thing at a certain point, but I realized that my pride is really just tied to trust (laughs) and my need for control (laughs) over situations. So if you are me... Take a deep breath. Take a step back. Evaluate your life. You might want to work on your trust issues as well. You know, that right there is a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that word, control. (laughs) That's my favorite word to talk about on this podcast at this point. Because asking for help means that you have to let go of some of the control that you're desperately holding on to in whatever situation you're in. Oh, my God. I think I'm having a breakthrough. This is wild. I'm going to have to write this down oh, and talk about it in my session. Me, is, this, is this a moment? Is this, is this an epiphany? Is this progress? <laughs> I was about to say, it might be. It also just might be a realization that I've already had that I'm remembering that I had. <laughs> oh, I would yikes. not be surprised if that was the case. <sighs> Look, it takes time. That's what you told me, right? change doesn't happen overnight (laughs) amen to that that is true no matter how bad you want it to Mm -hmm. um something else that we have talked about previously well actually we talk about this all the time but (laughs) the 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 transactional relationship that kind of exists I don't know what I did to you today. I just, I really don't know what I did to you today for you to be coming for me like this. This is a topic that's just honestly about dragging people, unfortunately. I'm sorry, but it has to be said. I knew. But but like I told you at the beginning, you're not the only one being dragged. We are all being dragged. I know. I hope you guys are cringing. Selfishly, I am hoping you are cringing as hard as I am right now. Proceed. Well, honestly, if you are cringing, that means that this episode is probably for you. So you're welcome. (laughs) You're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, it's like this, um, this sense of obligation that you feel if somebody does give you that help, like, oh, what am I going to owe them in return? How am I going to have to help them? You know? Yeah. And you may not want to reciprocate that. Like, maybe you just... You just need help in the moment. You just want help. And you don't want it to be in transaction all the time. I quite literally live on sugarwish.com. I should probably not share that for the people who are transactional help addicts like me. But um, I'm going to repeat it anyway. Sugarwish.com. If you go there, you can send like gifts 
like food gifts to people, um, to their email or whatever, and they can select whatever they want, whether it be cookies or sweets or candy and whatnot. And I promise you, I send one of those anytime somebody helps me. I won't say anytime someone helps me, but if I have the finances and I really appreciate something that you did and I feel like I really inconvenienced you, you're going to get a sugar wish. <laughs> Or if you did something nice for me out of the kindness of your own heart, you might get a sugar wish or like a small mini card or something from me saying thank you. I know. You don't have to look at me like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking at you any type of way. Like doing something just as a thank you or to show gratitude. There's nothing wrong with that. But if somebody is doing something for you just because they're thinking about you, like just to be generous... You don't have to then say, oh, oh, they did this thing. I have to do something now to like match that or show that I also care too. Like, let me be like this person. But I do. (laughs) Like it goes into compliments and everything like that as well. I think if you are someone, I think the difference between showing gratitude and the where I sit is yes, I want to show my gratitude and that's where it stems from. But the unhealthy side of it is I feel like I need to do it out of the kindness of my own heart, I guess. But because they went out of their way to help me, I now transactionally need to say thank you. And the words thank you are not enough in my brain somehow. So now I have to find something that I believe equally matches what you did for me. That was equally thoughtful. I know it doesn't make sense. And you're not healthy. I'm not, I'm not, (laughs) I didn't even say anything, but you're still doing that as a way of showing gratitude is what you're saying, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I was trying to distinguish between gratitude and where it crosses over into being a reciprocatory transactional thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think that's where the problem is. Cause again, if something is, if somebody's doing something for you, you know, just to do something just because they care or whatever. And then you in turn say like, Oh, they did this thing for me. Now I have to do something as well to make it look like I did this out of the kindness of my heart since they did this out of the kindness of their heart, then it's not really genuine. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's why I'd be waiting a few days. (laughs) (laughs) So it just, or like I'll put a reminder for like two weeks or a month later or some shit. I'm I'm really bad. This is making me realize how terrible or how deep it runs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many of us use like a time a reminder or anything like that, but I think we have all <laughs> had these moments of like, oh my gosh, this person did this thing for me. They helped me. They just like randomly thought about me. I need to I need to do something in return. Who has not done that? Okay, that makes me feel better. Thank you for making me feel like a human being. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, let's see. And then there's one more point that I thought of when it comes to Mm -hmm. why we don't like asking for help. Sometimes it can be really draining. Like Mm -hmm. if you have to go into all the reasons why you need help in the first place and you don't want to go into that type of detail. Yes. 
Yes. Like paralysis. Because sometimes you're so overwhelmed and you're so swamped. It's just way too much to even pause to try to explain what the hell is going on in your brain and what you need help with to someone Mm -hmm. else. And it, it feels like it would just be faster to continue to push through the fact that you're drowning <laughs> and finish out the tasks to the best of your ability rather than sitting down and doing the work to not only organize and delegate what those tasks, I guess, identify what those tasks that you can delegate would be, but then sit down and come up with a direction or instructions for that person to then be successful in completing that task. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, it it definitely is. And that could show up in a lot of different ways. Like probably with this podcast, I was struggling with that a little bit because I would ask mm-hmm. for help or seek help um, getting some different input on, you know, structuring this podcast and like how I wanted it to go and everything. But it would be draining for me when people would give input that didn't necessarily match my vision. (laughs) And I would have to explain (laughs) to them like, no, that doesn't, you're not, this is not helpful because you're trying to give me something that does not align with what I told you, how I want this to be. Mm -hmm. You want to give me help that doesn't actually like match my vision and then I just get frustrated because I'm like why don't you see the vision and then I just feel drained because somebody didn't see the vision and you're trying to go against my vision and I just be like damn it never mind (laughs) I should have stayed in my rabbit hole (laughs) and never came out yeah so you know real real small example but I hope that helps y'all understand yeah definitely Whew. I know we could continue, but my brain and my heart, they just hurt. So if it's okay with you, Tony, could we get into how to overcome this or how we're working to do it or healing our occasional adult ways? How to adult. <laughs> That's that too. There it is. See, I'm yeah. just so discombobulated. <laughs> from this conversation (laughs) i am asking for help right now i'm doing it (laughs) okay yes we can move on let's talk about how we get to the point where we're actually able to ask for help how do you ask for help how do you become comfortable with it Mm, okay so i've actually been reading about this it's a game called rejection therapy you can totally look it up um you don't have to play it verbatim I've seen people who have done like rejection therapy weeks but ultimately you are forced uh maybe force is the wrong word but you're expected to ask whatever comes to your heart your brain You ask those questions, you ask for help, whatever the case may be. And the whole point is, is overcoming that anxiety, that fear of rejection, that disappointment that goes along with asking for help. 
So I know I've probably done it in different ways. And the first one that's really coming to my mind is like LinkedIn DMs. I am the queen of a cold, a cold call, a cold DM. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I admire something that you are doing and it is in direct alignment with my business goals, my ambitions, dreams, whatever, like something that I'm trying to improve on myself, I'm going to reach out to you. I am going to stalk your page. I'm going to learn about all of your history. (laughs) And then I'm going to reach out to you with a very thoughtful message in hopes that we can connect and I build my network. That is probably the only area that I am comfortable with the whole rejection therapy thoughts. But in some of the examples that I saw on Twitter, this girl got like a free freaking trip to Europe. <laughs> she First, she started out just asking for like high fives and some shit like that. But mm-hmm. she didn't have, um, she wanted to try these chocolates, I guess, on her trip. And she didn't have the money to buy them. So she traded like something. She was asked the person. Oh, did you see that Twitter thread? I did. Yes. I about that. And I was like. What is it like to be God's favorite when I right. went through that? <laughs> it was so freaking magical. I'm glad that she ended it with like, there was definitely more no's than yeses. And some people just looked at her like, the fuck wrong with you? But <laughs> by the time she got to those people, she wasn't even phased by them saying no or whatever like I think she got a whole contract deal because she went into like some vintage shop and was like hey do you want to work together this is what I do and the person was like hell yeah so just get comfortable being uncomfortable asking questions and asking for help yeah because it's like what you always say the worst they can say is ew right oh (laughs) like If they say no, okay, life ain't going to stop. You will be just fine. What you got to lose if somebody just says no? Cool. Now you know not to ask that person for this. Go to the next one and see if you get a yes. Mm -hmm. You'll be all right. And then if they do say ill, it might hurt your pride a little, but it's fine. On to the next. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Um, Another step for asking for help is recognizing that you are not a burden Oh, because you're not a burden. You have value and you also have value beyond offering help to other people. I'm going to cry real tears. <laughs> Cause I was about to scream at you houseway, but you answered my question before I could ask. Yeah. And <laughs> If you're still struggling, you know, with seeing that value or recognizing that you're not a burden, then you probably need to, one, work on building up your self-esteem and two, work on improving your relationships. Most likely improving communication in your relationships. So you develop the type of relationship where you can express vulnerability and ask for help and talk about Mm -hmm what you're going through, no matter how big or small it is, whether it's, you know, something going on in your personal life, whether it's a mental health thing or whether it's financial help or whether you need help with your business, stuff like that. Yes. 
So for those who didn't understand what she just said, I'm going to translate. Therapy, therapy, therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any advice for building up your self-esteem? Hmm. Man. I don't know how to like my narcissistic tendencies are kicking in oh my so gosh. just like no I'm not shit like just know that you're the shit but <laughs> I know that that takes time I've definitely um have been blessed to be around people who see my value see my potential see my worth even when I don't so I guess I would definitely point to external factors but um When it comes to internal, I would start with, and I know it sounds stupid, y'all, but positive self-talk, like taking inventory of all of this stuff, all of the amazing things that you're doing. Like, shit, you woke up this morning. You're a badass bitch for waking up. Thank Mm -hmm. you. We needed you today. I appreciate that. (laughs) Like simple things like that. You ate today. You know, like how many days that I've just have worked so hard that I forgot to eat. So just celebrating the small stuff so that you can begin to, I guess, work up to the, oh, that was a great presentation. I need to do that more often. Or I I killed that public speaking thing. Or I look good today. Mm, I'm feeling myself. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess that's how I would do it. Yeah, that's really good. In terms of the external factors that you mentioned, so with the people that you surround yourself with, if you are around people that are for some reason making you feel like a burden, then maybe you need to reevaluate those situations, reevaluate those relationships, and surround yourself with more people that make you feel loved and appreciated. Because again, you're not a burden. And if somebody is making you feel like that and you've gone and you talk to them and you've expressed that this person is making you feel like that, because again, communication Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm, doesn't change, mm -hmm. then you know, maybe reevaluate that relationship and what kind of space that person takes up in your life. Yeah, because it sounds like you've outgrown them. Not everybody that starts the journey with you is supposed to come along for the whole ride. So, yeah, it's what it is. Because you can't go to everybody for help. And it's hard sometimes to distinguish who those people are, you know, who the people are that you can trust with that type of stuff, like who you can actually go to for things that you need. But there's still people for you. Mm-hmm. There are people mm-hmm. around that want to support you, that want to be there for you. So you're going to have to let somebody in. You're yeah. going to have to allow somebody to be there for you. Yeah. Different people can definitely cover different things. I definitely have designated friends that cover blanket issues, like everything I can go to them about. And then there's some that are relationship specific I might go to single friends for that, but I primarily stick to those who are in where I want to be ultimately. So I go to married couples (laughs) for advice. Mm -hmm. Um, Just keep those things in mind when you're asking for help when it comes down to that. That'll hopefully give you a starting point of 
who to ask, um, what to, but also watch people's words and their behaviors and how they respond to different scenarios, because that'll also show you what they may or may not be willing to help you with. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And I like what you said about the internal as well. Um, positive self-talk and all of that. You need to have your positive affirmations. You need to express gratitude. You need to do all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you probably need to set some different goals for yourself as well. If you are struggling with your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like to think that any dream or any goal is too big. But some mm-hmm. stuff might not be realistic for where you are in life currently, for where you are in your current timeline. Mm-hmm. So just reevaluate your goals, see what's achievable, see what's realistic, see what makes sense. Yeah, definitely build up. So once you have, if you're a big picture person like me, um, and maybe not so tactical, if my ultimate goal is to become the first black female president or whatnot, like I did when I was in fifth grade, um, <laughs> you have to use your planner brain and work backwards. Mm-hmm. So if that's what I want to do, what are the things that I need to do to get there? I need to probably go into politics, get some education around that, become a people person, if, especially if you don't like people. Um, or you're more introverted, you might want to put yourself in different scenarios, student leadership, whatever the case may be, to build you up to get to that point. So that was a random example, but moral of the story, just build goals to your bigger goals. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last thing that I can think of for how to ask for help or becoming more comfortable with it, all that stuff, is what we have already mentioned, but expressing (laughs) gratitude for the help. Like when Mm -hmm. somebody actually gives you the help that you need, the help that you desire, thank them, let them know that they are appreciated and that the help is appreciated. That's how you get more help. (laughs) (laughs) It is how you get more help, but people just like you want to know that you're not a burden. Other people also want to know that, they are valuable. Like they want to know that the help that they gave to you was valuable. Mm. I'll follow that up because I know I need to hear it one more time and it doesn't have to be transactional either. (laughs) (laughs) It really doesn't. (laughs) It was so hard. I'm going to keep saying it until I believe it. And that's how you do positive self-talk you guys. I am not a burden and I don't have to reciprocate literally everything, something somebody else does for me. Amen to that. Really great. (laughs) Right. Okay. That's a good note to end on. So with that, let's go ahead and get into the cheat codes. So Jamee, what cheat code do you have for us today? Mm -hmm. Well, I have to credit Tony for the eloquence of how it is now said because I definitely was about to just be like close mouths don't get fed on this boulevard and start singing for y'all again (laughs) but (laughs) my cheat code is if you never ask the answer is always going to be no so 
with that, just don't be afraid to ask for help or just random questions because you have no idea what doors it'll unlock. Like that girl who got a whole freaking deal from traveling Europe and I'm still frustrated about that. Don't covet. I think you like said it perfectly. How does it feel to be God's favorite? Like if you want to be God's favorite, start asking for help. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Okay. What's yours. You are not alone. Mm. You're not alone. Yeah. And I know that sounds clear. I was about to tell Jemay, don't sing Jesus be <laughs> offense. Anyway. I know that sounds very cliche, but it's true. Somebody in this world has gone through what you have gone through. Okay. So there's no need to do it alone. You don't have to. So stop trying to do it alone. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was about to start singing again. I was, but just, it sounds better coming from Michael Jackson. So I'm pretty sure that that was the singer of that song yes yes it was on that i'm gonna go ahead and end this episode before jamae starts singing again (laughs) thank you for tuning in i hope you guys enjoyed this episode be sure to follow us on instagram at occasional adult pod and you can catch all of our episodes on spotify and apple podcasts you got any last words jamae not if you want, want me to start singing. Thanks, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>